Welcome to the Draft and Stash, your one-stop shop for NBA news, free agency, draft, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, because it's time to start the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draft and Stash. Um, after a long hiatus, um, I am Andrew. Uh, joining me today is nobody, um, just me and my thoughts. Um, so uh, I guess before we start, I wanted to uh, just kind of give an update of what's been going on and where where we've been. Um, so I had gotten a new job, I think, um, around this time, and uh, I've been moved around a lot. Um, some crazy life stuff happened where I was diagnosed with cancer, actually, um, and then we had our first child, um, and then my wife started a company. So it's just been crazy stuff. And then I, I was working on other podcasts and stuff, whatever. But I really wanted to get back to um, to doing, um, you know, draft and stash and basketball and just Grizzlies content in general. Um, and um, so, well, let's just get right into the uh, postseason stuff here. Um, you know, I think it's crazy that you know you've got. Um, the, the early voting happened for defense player of the year and Jaron was somehow behind Evan Mobley, which wasn't a contender for most of the year. It was always Brooke and Jaron. And, um, there's just, I mean, if you just go off of just specific analytical data, um, Jaron owns almost every single category. So it's crazy that now they're like, oh, well, Evan played 900 more minutes. So, so, I mean, like that's. If your sentence starts with um, Jaron was the best defensive player, but um, just stop there. I mean, because that's what it's for. I mean, you can go back and look and guys like Kawhi Leonard and a few others played similar games and minutes um, and won defensive player of the year. You give it to the person who was the best. It, that's just all there is to it. And he's been the best by far. I, at one point, I saw his numbers were uh, comparative to Olajuwon back in the 90s and stuff. Like, like the things he's doing are stupid. And the argument for Evan Mobley is like, well, he has a lot of contests. Like, uh, well, yeah, I mean, like he played 900 more minutes, so he's going to have more more contests, right? But what is the Philco percentage um, versus his contest? Because um, it's not as good as Jaren's, who was the best in the entire league. So while, you know, uh, you can say Evan Mobley guarded one through five more, um, he also got scored on a lot more as well. And you can't have it both ways. You can't say that he played more minutes, but also had more contests. Like, like obviously, he's going to have more stuff because he's playing more, right? So, um, and not only that, but Evan Mobley's defensive rating was for his team was, was better when he was, when he was like not on the floor. So it's, you know, it's, it's just, it, it's all these little semantics. Um, I, I, Jaron is beginning to pull away. He was, he's been by far the best, not just not me as, as a biased Grizzlies fan. That's just in general. I mean, he, he's been the best player. Um, so beyond that, you've got the Rookie of the Year, which should have been unanimous for Paolo Bancaro out of Orlando. And you've just got just one one jackass out of Salt Lake uh, voting for Walker Kessler. And it's just like, this is part of the part of the the issue is is personal bias, right? You know, almost everybody in the markets are going to vote for their guys. Um, I wonder if you should do like something where you can't vote for your own your own uh, you know team in that region or something, because um, it just looks silly. Like like in no world was Walker worthy over Paolo Bancaro. Like you you could argue more for you know like a Jalen Williams who was killer for the Thunder all year, um, but. 
it is what it is. Uh, moving on from there, um, it looks like Mike Brown's going to win Coach of the Year. Um, he won the most recent uh, coaches vote, which isn't the official uh, choice. I, we still have to get into the, the the media votes and everything else. But Mike Brown's done a really great job. Um, he's always been like a really good guy, you know, throughout you know, all of his teams and stuff. And he's kind of gotten a short stick everywhere he's been. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he's done a really good job. I am a little biased here because I feel as though Jenkins should have gotten some kind of acknowledgement for the fact that it's another 51 season. It's another division banner. Um, they're the second seed again, um, despite all the injuries that they had. I think they were like the third or fourth most missed games all year. Um, with Jerry getting hurt, with Bang getting hurt, with Steven Adams being out almost three months, with John Morant getting hurt, you know, uh, Brandon Clark getting hurt, just so many guys, and they were able to just keep things rolling and have to re-envision their offense and their defense in terms of how things were going to work. Jaron had to basically, on the fly, took over for Steven and become the only post guy um, to basically anchor everything when he had Steven before that. Um, so, I just, I'm not saying Taylor's done a better job than Mike Brown. I'm not even like a big fan of Taylor Jenkins. I just think that he should get some recognition for um, continuing success despite all the issues that have happened. Uh, beyond that, I think the MVP should be Jokic, um, but he's not going to get it. And he's not going to get it because uh, for whatever reason, they never gave Jordan three in a row. Um, just because of either you know voter fatigue or whatever it was, but because of that simple thing back in the '90s that they decided not to get, even though he won six, he was never. I, I think that's right. Um, he uh, never won three in a row. So now, retroactively, no player will ever be allowed to win three in a row, simply because Jordan didn't win it. Right. So. You know, you, you look at James and like, you know, I mean, I don't want to say Steve Nash, but like, you know, that, that was my, one of the bigger reasons why, you know, he didn't win his third one, which I don't even think he deserved maybe the other two. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, or, or Giannis or whatever, you know, nobody will ever. I mean, like folks will, will win more than three and they'll win four and five, but they will never win three in a row. So because of that, I don't think Jokic wins it. I, 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 if it's not him, I would give it to Giannis, actually. But it's probably going to go to Embiid. Um, I just, you know. I, I wish these awards went into the playoffs because he has yet to prove anything in the playoffs. He's his numbers are almost always worse. He's never clutch. Um, you know, he I, I just you know, I feel like his game kind of falls apart there when people figure him out and the refs stop bailing him out so much. And that's not to say he's not some, you know, in, incredible talent. I just, you know, I, I want these players to kind of continue to prove it into the postseason when it really matters, uh, which we are not really, you know, getting so much. Uh, to be on that, um, you know, I, six man, I'm not really sure where that's going to go. There, There's a couple of options, you know, like, you know, Tyus Jones is one of them. I don't think he'll, he'll get any, you know, real recognition or anything um for general manager of the year uh maybe scott brooks out of for, for the thunder might might win it again um you know he their, their team was I think was projected like 23 wins by vegas they they got 40 so 17 more than that without chet holgram also that team's like finally starting to come together and they have this really weird amalgam of guys that are like six seven and six eight they're like long so they're they're this really tall team with not like great center size, but they're able to switch a lot, you know, so it, it's, it's very interesting what's going on down there um, or, or over there, I guess. But I, I kind of imagine it would be him that that would get there for that. Uh, let's just talk about um, the, the Grizzlies season. I mean, they, it went 51 and 31. It was a tumultuous run. Um, you know, it started out, Jaron was hurt for the first 16, and Desmond, man, just got out of the blocks. Like, he was averaging 24 a game. He was killing it. And then he broke his toe. 
uh, and it's still actually broken. Um, he's just learned to play with the pain. Um, and he said that he's going to have to get surgery afterwards, but like, so, so that happened and then he missed a bunch of games. Right. And so then it's really just jot. And then Jaron came back and he's doing that. And then Z Zaire, who was a like a factor last year had just completely fallen off. So they lost D'Anthony and Kyle Anderson, who are two players that were really key for them in, in the rotations. So you lose that. And, um, you know, and, and so it was like, every time you, you would get a player back, you would lose a player. Um, and you know, the team really didn't get a lot of games just to play, you know, themselves, but they were incredible at home. Um, they had the best home record, uh, in the entire league, uh, in, incredible home court advantage. Um, you know, second in the West, um, you know, and it's another, another good season, despite everything that happened with John Morant and, and all the noise with that and just him trying to torpedo his own career with, you know, just trying to act tough and crazy. And, you know, I, I, I hope he, he figures out that he doesn't have to be this character um, to be respected and that he just, you know, needs to be himself. But, you know, I keep forgetting, you know, I think we forget that these athletes are people that have been, you know, they've been famous most of their life, but they're still like 22, 23 years old, you know, so they're still learning things, man. Like, you know, I was stupid, you know, I mean, dude, I, I got banned off Twitter for, for, for threatening to fight people at the age of like 34. So I can't really throw stones, you know, it's, <laughs> it's what it is, you know? So, uh, let's just get into, um, around one, you know, matchups here. Uh, it's, there's not a lot of good ones. Let's just be real. Um, you know, I expect quick matches in, in a few of these. Um, you know, the uh, I think the Cavs Knicks series could be really good. I think the Kings Warriors series can be much better than people think. I think that that's going to go far. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I think most of these will be pretty wrapped up. I don't think uh, in the East one, two, or three are really challenged. Um, in the West, I think Denver probably just crushes whoever ends up there, you know, so we'll just move right into that. You know, um, the, the Nugs have been really good, man. Um, their, their offense is, is incredible. Um, their defense is really hit or miss. Uh, you know, it's, you know, Jokic for all of his offensive virtuosity, um, is not very good on defense and he kind of gets abused here and there, but you know, he's such a, a positive net on the other end that it just overwhelms people, you know, so it's really going to come down to, I just, in, their their run in general. Um, if Michael Porter is helpful, um, they they gave him a bag and he hasn't really been that player. You know, uh, Aaron Gordon is still solid there. They they moved on from Bones Highland, who was a very microwave esque player, but he wasn't very consistent. So they got Reggie Jackson, who's been who's been pretty solid for them as well. Jamal Murray's you know finally getting back to who he was, but. If they're going to make a run, they I think that Michael Porter is is probably the key there. Um, you know that they, they have a couple of other veterans in like Jeff Green and Jamal Green and stuff and everything. But you know I don't you know those those guys are they'll be okay. But I don't expect them to turn any games. Um, I expect Aaron Gordon, Nikola, you know Jokic and Jamal Murray and on their other top tier players are going to be the ones that are really going to be leaned on here. If they play against the Timberwolves, I think they sweep them. If they play against um, the Thunder, I think the Thunder are really feisty and in, in, in like a like they're like a, a swerve ball or something. You know, I think they're 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 a little tough to figure out. But I think the Nuggets beat them in five if they go at it. But that'll be really good, you know, like exposure and experience. You, you look at the Grizzlies a few years ago when they went up against the Jazz after winning um, both playing games as well, which was is the the current thing with the 
Thunder will have to do to get in. And, you know, the, the Grizzlies won game one and then they got beat the next four. But even though all those games were really close, they just weren't quite there yet. You know, it was the, the Jazz, you know, having on Mitchell, you know, and Mike Conley and a few other like, you know, they they had the experience. They they knew when to counterpunch, how to go. Uh, and the Grizzlies, just, they, you know, you just don't know until you know. Right. So it doesn't matter how much talent you have. Um, you know, you don't know how to win the playoffs until you actually get there. So. Um, I expect the Thunder to be fun and, and do some stuff, you know, have, have some fun moments. Um, I expect them to be the Timberwolves, um, but I think the Nuggets beat them um, pretty handily. Moving on from there, um, the 3-6 matchup, everybody's already throwing dirt on the grave of the Kings, which is kind of crazy to me. I, the Kings were incredible on on offense, you know, arguably the, the best offensive team. They're also one of the only solid Western road teams. So, I mean, you know, their, their game traveled a little bit. They have a great home crowd. It's been 16 years since they've been back in, which is just nuts to think um, that it's been that long. It's been such a long process for them to get back to, you know, being relevant again. You know, as, as a Grizzlies fan, we got kind of, I don't want to say lucky, but we, we had a couple of down years and then some some playoff years that were bad and then some down years. And then we had the grit and grind. So we've, we've really, we went around for uh, 20 21 or 22 years now. And, and like, you know, a good bit of that we've been in the postseason. So it hasn't, so we're, you know, we're, we're pretty like accustomed to it at this point. So it sucks for the Kings who, who are so good early in the 2000s. And then they had such a long drought. It's so, it, it's so hard to win in the NBA. I think the Kings win in seven. Uh, I'm a, I think the Kings win in seven. I'm a, I said it twice in case you didn't hear it the first time. Um, I think the Warriors are atrocious on the road. I think the Kings um, might might get one on the road after maybe dropping one at home because of just early game jitters. Um, I think their their team is really really you know held together. That they you know Mike Brown's a good coach. Um, De- Demontis Sabonis is a nightmare matchup. I guess you put Draymond Green on him or whatever you know, and, and you hope that. But they have so many ancillary pieces in like in Buddy in you know. Um, Kevin Herter and you know Harrison Barnes and their their you know rookie you know broke the the all time record for threes for a rookie you know so so he's deadly as well um, you know and Darren Fox I'm so happy for Fox to finally be getting all the credit he's due I've been a big fan of his for a long time and you know he's for whatever reason people have been hating on him for a long time but his uh, you know his moment has finally come I know he he you know he's an all star and uh, you know well, actually no he didn't he didn't make the all- hold on. He, I believe he did make the Ulster team. It might have been like an injury replacement. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, he's really good. He's, he's good on, on both sides of the floor. You know, he's he's got amazing hands um, on defense. Um, he's just a super capable uh, capable guard, and he's going to bust Steph Curry's ass. You know, so as much as, as Steph is going to hit some threes and and, and it's, he's going to hang his mouthpiece out and, you know, he's going to shake and everything and they get the crowd going, Darren Fox is going to be breaking his ankles every other play. He's going to be in the paint the entire time. And it's like, so what? So maybe you put Clay on him, but Clay's kind of old and busted up on defense at this point, also. So it's like, you know, so he just busts him up instead. Um, it's really going to be one of the biggest offensive, you know, series that that we're ever going to see. So I feel like the Warriors have to win one on the road. They they, they have to. And, and at this point, you know, you I think as Warriors fans, you you just keep keep thinking they can turn it on, they can turn it on, they can turn it on. Um, We'll see, man. I mean, like they're they're gonna have to have at least one almost perfect game to win in Sacramento because they, they have to win at least one. I just feel like the Kings 
prove everybody wrong and they and they win a really really hard series in seven uh moving on to i think one of the most which was one of the most anticipated matchups and that was the suns and the clippers the suns have been red hot uh killer ever since durant has been back in the lineup i think they're like nine and oh with him in the lineup just super deadly they're, they're slowly figuring it out so many weapons um i and now news of paul george is going to miss the entire first round um i think the clippers are lucky to get one here i, I think the suns just roll over them and I, I might be alone here. I don't, the Clippers haven't proven anything to me. I mean, in, in all their years, I mean, like everybody keeps, I think on paper, it's a very NBA 2K-esque roster where you, you know, you see all the talent and you're like, I, I just, I don't know how this team isn't winning. Um, I just, I don't think they, it works together. I don't think it was built correctly. Um, you know, they, they need a real point guard that they, they haven't had one of those, even with when, when they had Richard Jackson, like they need a guy like a, like a, a, uh, like a Tyus Jones. They, they need a guy who is a legit floor general who's going to come in. He's cool with scoring like 12 or 13 points, but he's going to get you like 12 assists. And he's going to run that run that offense to a tee and get the ball in everybody's hands without without interrupting anybody else's offense. That's what they need. Um, but, you know, it's like... They, they just haven't had that, you know, they, 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 they now they have Russell Westbrook, who's been okay. Cause he always puts up numbers, but you know, he is, his point guard is so inconsistent now in terms of he's just better as like an on-ball scorer. Um, but you know, so I, I expect the Suns to roll through the Clippers in five here, moving to the East, um, the Bucks versus whoever lands in the eight, if it's uh, Miami or if it is the Bulls, I think the Bucks sweep, um, they are just playing their ass off right now. They have so many good, good players going on. Um, just, they're so they're just gelling. Giannis looks like he's on this new mission. I just, you know, I, I think he's ready. I think he's, he more so wants the finals MVP than the regular season MVP. And I think, I, I, I think the Bucks make it there um, again this year, but I think they roll through whoever, um, whoever unfortunately ends up as the eighth there. Uh, moving into the two seven, everybody was ready to uh, write the Hawks off. Uh, there was this news about Trey Young maybe being traded, um, and he was like, "Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm about to, I'm, I'm about to land to these Heat," and and he did, man. The the Heat um, just were behind the whole game and they they made a flurry you know towards the end but it was just too little too late um the Celtics are good man I just you know Jalen Brown you know Tatum you know Smart Al Horford just such a complete team um you know they they have a really great one-two punch they have a good defensive uh combo with Smart and Robert Williams but you know it's like Robert Williams has been so you know ever since he came back you know he's had a couple moments but I really hope that him him deciding to come back for the finals um, doesn't ruin his career. Uh, you know, he was such a a springy athlete, all about his second jump, awesome timing, um, really great on the you know defensive end, and he just hasn't really been that guy this year. Um, but you know, maybe with more elongated playing, you know, maybe he slowly gets back to who he is. I think. The Hawks will be lucky to win one here. Uh, moving on to our three six, it's it's a Sixers. I don't know if it's a sweep or not, but the the, the Nets are here by default. They did none of the work to actually get here. This this specific team, um, because you know Durant and. Irving built them up into the two seed, and then they did nothing but almost lose every game. Um, that they were, like, I think, eleven and thirteen. So it was under five hundred. That they, if the season had gone another month, they're not even in the play-in probably. But you know, they're going to be there. Um, I think the Sixers, you know, just you know, really, really crushed them. I mean, maybe the Nets luck up and, and Bridges just goes goes crazy. He's a really good player. You know, him and like you know. 
and the other guys just start just going you know bananas from outside. I think this is over in five though. Um, the most intriguing matchup of the East is going to be the Cavaliers at four versus the Knicks. Um, I think the Cavs win in six. I think, uh, you know, I, the, I the, to me that the Knicks feel so. Um, I don't want to say single celled on offense, but they they, they feel really uh, anemic at times, you know. And it, it just you know if they the ball's not moving, I just it's it's just that that Tom Thibodeau style, you know. It starts out great, and he slowly just just grinds all all hope and passion out of his players, and he runs them into the ground, and that they just run out of gas, man. Um, I just don't think they have the offensive versatility of the Cavaliers. They have more dynamic weapons, you know, and then and then they have two really great big men in Jared Allen and Evan Mo. Both are great on defense. Um, and the Donovan Mitchell, I think it would be so awful for Knicks fans to lose to Donovan Mitchell after there were rumors that they were trying to get him by trading like RJ Barrett and some other players. Um, and then to the other team that, that outbid them to get him and be the higher seed to beat them would be just heartbreaking. But I think that's what happens here. Darius Garland is is just really, really good. You know, I I, I like their team. I like Harris LeVert. I like, you know, a, a lot of what's going on there. I think that they get to round two. But let's talk about the series that um, some of y'all are here for, maybe, and that is the Grizzlies versus the seven-seed Lakers. Um, just like the Kings Warriors, everybody's already throwing dirt on the grave of the Grizzlies. You know, just su- such a such a tough matchup and this and that. And and the Grizzlies are just, you know, they just, this is the, the easiest path for, for the Lakers. And I'm like, did, did we watch the same season? I mean, like, is it, God, is just, he's, LeBron James at 40 still has more, respect than so many than this entire Grizzlies team that just won back-to-back 51 seasons just locked up the best home record in the NBA might have the defensive player of the year could have could have had another all all NBA player in John Morant if he hadn't been such an idiot like and cost himself all that money this year you know having having the arguably the 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 two best shooter combo in the league with Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain, you know, and, and it, I think it's hysterical that nobody mentioned Brandon Clark's name or Steven Adams until we got to this point for them to just use them as a counterpoint to why the Grizzlies are bad now, because they, now they don't have Adams and, and, and Brandon Clark, but it's, they haven't had Adams for almost three months. So like Jaren's, Jaren's been doing that for a while now. It's just, it's funny to me. And that's not to, overshadow or say anything bad about this later team they have really turned it around uh, once they 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 got in an actual i'm sorry but the actual players like they, they were running g league guys i mean just players that weren't worth a damn and now you you go from R- russell westbrook who just never was never going to fit there into uh ginger russell but you know even though he got his ass busted last year against the same grizzlies team so i i, I imagine it's going to be more schroeder than than you know russell because john morant just obliterated him last year. Um, so you've got, you know, Beasley, who's been really good. Vanderbilt is a great defender. Um, Anthony Davis, when healthy, is arguably the most talented big man in the entire league, which I hope we get the Anthony Davis versus Jaron Jackson Jr. matchup here, where, you know, if he wants to be that defensive player of the year stalwart, you know, then dude, here's Anthony Davis. Go, go get him. Go prove your worth right here. Right. Um, Dylan Brooks was quoted before the, 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 uh, the seven, eight were, were even like, you know, decided saying that he, he wanted the Lakers cause he wants to take on the legacy of LeBron. And I, I feel like people are, are going to run away with that cause that's what ESPN does. But I think he was just saying that it would be really cool to, to get to go up against this like you know, legendary name and, and be the one to put them out. Uh, and I think just as a competitor, it, it, everybody would feel that way. It would be, you know, insane to, I mean, like 
LeBron is is one of the most. He's going to be one of the most historical, legendary NBA players of all time. Up there with Jordan, and being able to be, you know, in your in your prime at twenty five to go against this legend that 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 you'll never get to see, you know, or 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 a Kobe or something. It's got to be exciting. It's got to be so much fun. Um, so, but we we you know it's going to be a crazy matchup. I I think that you know let's just get into game one here, and well, you know what. What we're going to do is I'm going to break down a couple of of like caveats here that I think are are, are going to matter, right? So if, if you're looking at the star power for both these teams, I think that's obviously in favor of of the Lakers. I think that will also go a long way with the the officiating in this. The uh, Lakers got the best whistle in the entire uh, league this year. Um, you know, with with you know obviously with James and Davis. I mean, like J- James is was one of the best actors you'll ever see in your life. Um, and, and he's earned that, you know, obviously. But you know, it, it's annoying to watch as a person who, who's not rooting for his team because you know you, you see great defense going and he's able to to flail a little bit and he gets a call because of who he is and then. You look at the 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 replay, and there's just nothing but air sometimes, um, you know. But it is what it is. Uh, so you know, the, the Grizzlies are going to have to be able to play through that. Um, I, so I think the the, the the name power um, is obviously in favor of the Lakers. You move on to that um, with coaches. I think you know, even though I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Jenkins, I think he has the the nod here over Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham is really, you know, new to this whole, you know, coaching game. Um, J- Jenkins has been at it for, you know, four years now. He he really knows his team. He, he knows what works here and there. I think, you know, Darvin Ham getting into a playoff series for the first time, it's, he's going to be really tested in terms of, uh, of how to properly manage, you know, his rotations and everything and, and when to bring guys out, when to understand runs are happening. Because uh, the playoffs are a different, a different monster, especially in a hostile crowd like like at the forum even though Lakers fans travel um so it won't be as hostile as it should be but um it's still going to be pretty damn rowdy uh moving on from that I, I, the home court obviously goes to Memphis um you know, we, we already talked about their incredible run there um the starters it's close to a push um if the Grizzlies had Adams, I would say it was easily in their favor for starter versus starter here. I mean, Jaw is better than, than any point guard that they're going to throw out there. Des is better than, than than any shooting guard that they're going to throw out there. LeBron's better than, way, you know, obviously he's way, he's way better than Brooks. I mean, if Brooks can hold James to like 24 points a game, that's going to be huge. You know, if you know if he can hold him to seven to eight points less than, than, than what he normally does, that's really big. So that he should just have his bar set at under 25, you know, and he's doing good. But, you know, James is obviously better than him. Uh, you you have Anthony Davis. Uh, I'm not really sure if he is the uh, four or the five um, for the Lakers, but, you know, he's obviously going to be better than whoever he is. he's matching up against. It might be Tillman, um, who, who he needs to just – hold on to that rope and hope that, you know, he can also hold Davis to reasonable numbers that are not superstar status. Uh, that's going to be like a main issue. And then it feels like, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, Vanderbilt is, is nowhere near as good as Jaron Jackson. I imagine that, I don't know if they're going to put Vanderbilt on jaw. I know that that's what the Timberwolves had to do last year. Um, and and he, he did a pretty good job. Uh, one of Jaw's main weaknesses is playing against a wing that is, substantially bigger than him like six 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 seven great length and is athletic and that they can keep pace um joff joff feasts on on guards because guards even though they're quick he's so twitchy he can get by him um but those big guys they their length lets them recover faster on jaw so so that's really where he, he you know he gets hampered but if you put Jaron Vanderbilt on jaw, then what you're going to put 
uh, Anthony Davis on, on Jaron Jackson. Okay. You know, and it's just like, you know, and, and then like Dez is going to like go off, you know, so it's, it's going to be a very pick your poison. Um, I think there, but I, I, I have a slight edge to, to the Grizzlies there. I also have a slight edge to do the Grizzlies on the bench. Um, I think the, the Lakers bench is literally three guys. It's going to be Malik Beasley, Rui Hachimura and, uh, Schroeder. Uh, nobody else on that bench is, is even going to see the floor probably. And I look at the Grizzlies and they, they got Tyus Jones. Who's really good. Luke Kennard has been, insane ever since getting back with the Grizzlies, you know, his last, I think like 10 or 12 games, he's averaging like 14 or 15 points a game off the bench, shooting like a 54% clip from three. Like he, he almost averaged 50% uh, for the year. Um, you know, just, he was the top shooter. He's going to be a huge weapon for them off the bench. So he, that's a like preview for game one here. Uh, then you've got, uh, David Roddy, the, the rookie who's been getting a lot of minutes at that three, four spot. He, he's pretty creative. Um, Aldama has had a really good second year here as well. Um, so I, I give a slight, and, and then Conchar is a more experienced guard that, you know, Jenkins likes, likes to use here and there. Um, he's, he's a really funky player that can get a lot of rebounds and, and he makes good plays sometimes, but he, he kind of gets his ass be on, on defense sometimes he's not very athletic so those bigger players sometimes just like you bust him up so i mean i feel like jenkins has got more options than um ham is going to have so because of that i've got the grizzlies in six i think that um it's gonna be a really fun series super exciting a lot of fireworks um but i think the grizzlies are able to eventually get over the hump probably want win one in la um and i think that they eventually get it done but let's just do like a game one preview here um it's uh sunday um april the uh 16th i believe it's the the early game so it's either on a two or three eastern i, I'm, I can't remember exactly which which i think is actually going to be in favor of the lakers um the grizzlies have notoriously been terrible um in in early games on sundays especially in the playoffs i think I can only think of one win, and that is um, when the grit and grind first year playing the Thunder in round two. They they had to play on Sunday early game, and Zach Randolph had like twenty six and fourteen or something, you know. And then you know Durant called him arguably one of the the best you know big men in the entire league. Um, I think that was like the last win that we've had. We we just do not play well uh, on that early Sunday game. I don't know what it is. Um, so hopefully they are ready to play. I mean, last year versus the Warriors, it was the early game and they lost the game by one point. John misses the layup at the end. It just took them so long to get going. Um, uh, so I think that that favors the Lakers. Um, they also have more experience with with early games. You know, I mean, James has played <laughs> probably like double, double the amount of playoff games that all the Grizzlies have, you know, combined, you know, if not three times more um you know and then and then they have that, that championship pedigree i think they're they're really gonna understand how to get their motors running earlier than the grizzlies are i if there's gonna be an upset in this series for the lakers to steal a game it's gonna be game one uh, i don't think that they that they can get any other game in memphis but if they're gonna win one i think it's game one uh moving on to the x factors uh luke Kennard is, is gonna be the x factor in this first game if he can get going and hit and be what what luke has been which is i think god he's shooting like 90 percent from or 80 percent from three at home the last like four or five games just bombing it out he hit he had 10 um a, a three a few weeks ago he shot like 10 of 11 he um he's really been Finding his spots and spaces really, really well um, since getting more acquainted with this current offense, and um, he is, you know, it's, it's it's a big difference having him in the corner shooting those threes over like a John Conchar or something. You know, all of a sudden there's a guy who's crazy deadly out there. Oh wait, and it's not it's not Desmond Bain because he's on the other side. You know, so it's you know it's weird to see another guy shoot better than Bain who's been he's been shooting like forty three percent from three for, you know, for the Grizzlies for like the last two years. Um, on the Lakers side, I, I've already said it. Uh, I think Schroeder is their X factor. 
if they're going to have a chance to play a guard on guard matchup against John Morant, it's going to be Dennis Schroeder. Um, you know, he's he, he's a pretty crafty defender. He's also pretty quick. Um, so I expect him to be able to to hang with you a little bit here and there. And, and if he can win win a few spots, he's not going to win the war. But if he can win a few battles here and there throughout the game, um, just to cause a few turnovers, hit a couple threes, that could be good enough. Uh, you know, I, I do not expect Andrew Russell to do much in this series. He might have a game, maybe two, where he hits over twenty. Um, but he he was targeted by the Grizzlies hard last year. He was he got he guys just destroyed by Desmond Bain or Drummer, whoever he had to guard, they they went right at him. Um moving on to what to watch for, I think in this first game matchups. Uh I I think both coaches are gonna be trying to figure out where where the, the chess game begins in terms of where players are being are being put on each other um and, and seeing where they can, you know, cheat moments here and there, you know, if they can hide John Morant here and there, because, you know, he's got to play defense also. He's, he's also not a very good, you know, defensive guard. So, I mean, you know, maybe the Grizzlies put jaw on Austin Reeves and the Lakers really go at, go for Austin Reeves in that matchup to see if he can get it going. Um, you know, he, he didn't really have a really great game in the uh, play-in. Uh, you know, he scored a little bit, but, you know, for, he had a couple of pretty cool layups, but, you know, not, not what he had been doing. Um, but you know, so I, I would look for that matchup as well. If if Austin Reeves can can get buckets on Jaw, that'd be really big as well, um, because Desmond Bain's going to abuse him. He, he's going to get twenty five probably. Uh, that that's my my who shows out in game one is going to be Desmond Bain. I think he goes for over twenty five. I think he hits four or five threes, and he just he goes downhill. I think he looks like like an all star. I would not be surprised if he outscores John Morant in this first game. Um, and then I think Jaron Jackson shows some moments. I don't think he scores a lot, but I, I think you're, you're going to get a lot of good, good punch scoring from from guys off the bench. Ty Jones with 12, you know, Tillman with 10, Jaron with like, you know, 13 in the starting lineup, David Roddy with like eight. I, I think you're, you're going to get a really good overall diet from everybody in the first game with Desmond Bain being the lead guy. And then game two is going to be more of the, of the Jaw show and things like this and everything. But I would not be shocked if the Lakers win game one and everybody's very sad about it. But um, I think the Grizzlies win in six. That's just my thought, though. Um, guys, uh, a little bit of news. Um, so Chip, who, who joins me normally, um, is he actually moved back to Memphis. So I'll be able to get him on regularly. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to try to get Frank in here also to get back at it. Um, and you know, so that, that could be really, really, I would love to get back at this and do this at least once a week. I love talking about the NBA and everything. Um, I think this playoffs gonna be really fun, man. Um, there's, it's such a wide open league, um, that we, we haven't seen it like this in a very long time. Um, and I don't know if I had to pick right now, I think the Bucks win it all. I think Giannis gets his second, um, you know, a finals MVP. I think he gets a second championship. I don't know in the West because I want to be biased and say Memphis, but they have a really hard run, you know? So even if they beat the Lakers in six or whatever, you know, odds are, you know, I, the Warriors probably win, even though I would, I think the Kings can get it done in seven, you know, either one, that's going to be a really, a really hard matchup. Uh, the Kings are great at home. You know, as I already said, the Warriors and the Grizzlies hate each other. I think the marquee matchup would be against the Warriors because Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks legitimately hate each other and Clay hates them. You know, it's such a weird dynamic of, of rivalry going on. And, you know, man, I wouldn't be shocked if the Suns make a run here. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant has looked really good with, with them. But it's going to be fun, guys. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be getting more into draft stuff as we go along. Chip will be joining me next week, and we, we, we will break down game one and then also preview game two. Frank might also be involved. And I'm going to do something where um, Chip will give us a 
we'll like you know um, a, a prospect or two every time he joins, and then we're going to get into our, our, our like our bigger draft shows and everything, guys. So uh, thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time.